Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text chosen for our meditation this morning is from our gospel lesson from Luke chapter 24. The story is told of how the people of England were anxiously awaiting the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo. And in this battle, the British army under the command of the Duke of Wellington was combating the French army under the command of Napoleon. There was a series of stations, each one in the side of the next, had been set to send a visible coded message from the battlefield in Belgium back to England. Finally, the message arrived. Wellington defeated. But as this was being spelled out, a suddenly there was a blanket of fog obscured the signal. And the people of England were heartbroken. Their commander and his army had apparently been defeated. However, the reason for the sad news was because the fog had interrupted the sending of this coded message. Actually, the completed message had not been received. The message was to say, Wellington defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. Later, the fog cleared and the full message was communicated. And the outcome of that battle was the exact opposite of what the people had originally thought. Wellington and, his, and the British had, in fact, not lost, but won the battle. They had won. On Good Friday, we heard the message from the cross appeared that Jesus Christ defeated and his, lifely, his lifeless body was laid into the tomb and his followers returned to their residence filled with grief and hopelessness. And it seemed as the archenemy Satan had won the most decisive victory in history. But on Easter Sunday brought the rest of the story. The full message revealed on Easter Sunday is Jesus Christ defeated Satan at Calvary. The resurrection of Christ shows us who the true victor is. Furthermore, just as that whole British nation shared in Wellington's victory over Napoleon, so also all Christians share in Christ's victory over the devil and death. The resurrection shows that Jesus to be the true victor over sin, death, and his victory is shared with all Christians. Yet Christ's victory came as a surprise, even to his closest followers. Nobody expected that Jesus would come out of that tomb alive. His companions thought that on Friday afternoon was the last time that they would see him. And the reaction of surprise to the message of Christ's resurrection are recorded to us in our text from Luke 24. The first people to be surprised were the women who arrived in that tomb early on Sunday morning. And scripture says on the first day of the week, early at dawn, they went to the tomb taking spices that they had prepared. The spices were for anointing Jesus' dead body. They expected Jesus to be dead. They expected that if the guards were gracious enough to open the tomb for them, all they would have to do, all that they would do finding inside was a corpse. But instead, what they found at the graveside was the guards were gone. 
the stone was rolled away from the tomb's entrance, and the body of Jesus was gone. What was their response to their discovery? If you look at verse 4, it states that they were perplexed about this. Perplexed indeed, an empty tomb was not what they expected. That was, this was a huge surprise. And even more surprising, however, was the two messengers. We know that they were angels told what they told them. They said, why do you seek the living from the dead? He's not here, for he is risen. And as they were frightened, and they bowed their faces to the ground, the men said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Now you talk about surprising news. He's not dead. He has arisen. He's alive. This certainly was not what these women had expected when they started on that trip on that early Sunday morning. But it wasn't only the women who were surprised on that Sunday morning. The apostles were surprised as well. If you look at verse 9 in our text, it says, And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. What do you think? Did the eleven receive the report of Jesus' resurrection with joy and exaltation? No. They received the women's message with doubt and with misgivings. Verse 10 and 11 of our text for this morning says, Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told the things to the apostles. But these words seemed to be them as an idle tale, and they did not believe them. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead took everyone by surprise. But the followers of Jesus shouldn't have been surprised at all. Jesus had told them beforehand that this would happen, and this was the point that the angels made when they addressed that to the astonished women in verse 6 and 7. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how they told you while he was still in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise? In one sense, the angels were surprised. They were surprised at the surprise of the women. Their surprise was that the women didn't see the resurrection coming. And the angels asked, why do you seek the living among the dead? In other words, they say, why are you expecting the one who is the source of life to be dead? Don't you remember that Jesus said he would rise from the dead? Jesus had predicted his death, and he had predicted his resurrection. So there should not have been any surprise whatsoever that he was alive. But perhaps nowhere in, was the surprise of Christ's victory over death greater than in the spiritual realm. It appears that if Satan and his demonic people had won, but the battle of the ages, the fallen prince of darkness, had done all he could to bring that prince of peace under his power. But when Jesus succumbed to death, it appeared that he had swallowed up Satan's dominion of death. He who had the power of death seemed to have wielded successfully the power against the Lord's life, of life. C.F.W. Walther he was the first president of our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, expressed Satan's apparent victory in the words over the hymn 
which he which is entitled he's risen he's risen and this is part of our hymnal but in verse 2 he says the foe was triumphant when on calvary the lord of creation was nailed to the tree in satan's domain did the host shout and jeer for jesus was slain whom the evil one fears and yet in what appears to be a victory for the enemy god brings about a surprise while the very grasp in the very grasp of death god's messiah overcomes death that victim suddenly is shown to be the victor in the face of some seemingly defeat god pulls off victory indeed the victory of the ages he who was dead now is alive again dr walther's hymn continues with the rest of the story in verse 3 but short was their triumph the savior arose and death, hell, and Satan, his vanquish his foes. The conquering Lord lifts his banner on high. He lives, yes, he lives, and will never more die. Weeks after Jesus' resurrection, the apostle Peter declared to the very ones who had crucified Christ and watched him die, God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep the hold on him. The Apostle Paul says God disarmed the rulers and authority and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. From his struggle with Satan, Jesus emerged triumphant dominion over death. The Apostle John tells us in Revelations 1.18, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forever and I have the keys of death and Hades. Perhaps the biggest surprise of all and the most wonderful is the fact that God's surprise victory is our victory too. Through faith in Christ, Christ's conquest over Satan brings victory to all of God's people. Jesus himself promises this when he speaks to his disciples. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. At the grave of Lazarus, one week before his death, Jesus' death, Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Christ's death and resurrection are not only history, it's his story. And that's our story as well. This is because in the mind of God, every believer shares complete identity with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Death no more has a ultimate power over us because we have been raised with Christ through faith. We are no longer slaves to sin and Satan since the penalty of, for our sin, the penalty of eternal death has been paid for by Christ. Therefore, as you as members of Christ's body, his church, are unified with Christ in his conquest over sin, Satan, and death. And when, we conquered the, when he conquered the forces of darkness and left them disarmed and paralyzed, you were participants in that victory because he, was, he snatched the keys of death and hell from the devil and burst forth in that dark abyss. You now share in that triumph. 
This truth is expressed in the another stanza of Dr. Walther's Easter hymn, He's Risen, His Risen. In verse 4, he says, O death, where is your sting? Where fear you? we fear you no more. Christ rose and now opened his fair Eden's door. For all our transgressions, his blood does atone. Redeemed and forgiven, we now are his own. On June 18, 1815, when that fog had dispersed, the people of England received that full message of that battlefield. Wellington defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. Wellington's victory over Napoleon brought victory to all of the citizens of Britain. And so also when the fog of surprise and doubt had cleared on that first Easter Sunday, that message of that empty tomb was clear. Jesus Christ has defeated Satan, sin, and death, and hell. And as a result of, of Christ's conquests, now brings victory to all God's people. He brings victory to you. That is the greatest surprise of all. Amen.